bound me He put his arms around me Then he led me To the shelter Now I'm one of His own And oh The joy of knowing With hearts of those streets pain with gold I was on the mountain one drink from the fountain when I heard my Savior speak to me he said come to me relenting and of your sins repenting and I'll lead you out where you can see oh yes I'm so glad he found me in love he bound me put his arms around me then he led me to the shelter now I'm one Put his arms around 
says he found us, but he never lost us. He knew where we were all the time. Amen. You can bring your mission offering at this time. You feel comfortable, shake somebody's hand. Tell them God bless you. Keep D. I love you with the love of the Lord. Yes, I love you with the love of the Lord. For I see in you the glory of the King. And I love you with the love of the Lord. Oh, yes, I love you with the love of the Lord. Yes, I love you with the love of the Lord. For I see in you the glory of the King, and I love you with the love of the Lord. Oh, yes, I love you I love you with the love of the Lord, for I see in you the glory of the King, and I love you with the love of the Lord. Oh, I love you with the love of the Lord. Yes, I love you with the love of the Lord, for I see in you the glory of the King, and I love you with the love of the Lord. Amen. We have the brothers come receive the tithe and offering at this time. Kivif. <coughs> Bind us together, Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Oh, bind us together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with love oh bind us together Lord bind us together with cords that cannot be broken oh bind us together Lord bind us together Lord bind us together with love oh bind us together lord bind us together with cords that cannot be broken oh bind us together lord bind us Together, Lord, bind us together with love. One more time. Oh, bind us together, Lord. 
with cords that cannot be broken. Oh, bind us together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with love. Amen. Oh, mercy rewrote my life. Mercy rewrote my life. Oh, I should have fallen my soul cast down but mercy rewrote my life oh God's mercy rewrote my life oh have fallen my soul cast down but mercy rewrote my life oh mercy rewrote my life oh mercy down, but mercy rewrote my life. Amen. Aren't you thankful for his mercy? Where would we be? Amen. We'll sing this, this song. Um, Brother Josh has sang this for us before here. It might have been Brother Josh and Sister Divine, but I thought we'll try it as a congregational listen to our hearts, key of E. Listen to our hearts 
When I think of how he came so far from glory, came to dwell among the lowly, such as I. 
suffer shame and such disgrace. On Mount Calvary take my place. Then I ask myself this question, who am I? happy to know he cared enough for me 
Amen. God's good to us, isn't he? Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. We welcome any visitors. See some faces I don't recognize. God bless you all. Anybody streaming, may God bless you as well. Amen. Um, quick announcement, and then we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Um, after the service this morning, if we could get a, a few of the brothers to help uh, set up some tables and chairs in the fellowship hall for the pastor appreciation, that'll be after the evening service. We'd appreciate that this morning. And we have a card. It's from um, Brother Kyle and Sister Ashley. It says, in this busy world, some special people have the art of taking time for others, of giving, taking time for others, of giving from the heart. Thank you for simply being you. The words thank you seem so small for such an amazing group. We wanted to express how truly grateful we are for everything that was done to help us prepare for our big day. From the musicians, sound, people picking things up and helping decorate, we could not have done it without you. We love you all. May God bless you richly, Brother Kyle and Sister Ashley. Amen. We've got two newlywed couples, Brother Uriel and Sister Rose are here this morning as well. God bless you both. And obviously, Brother Kyle and Sister Ashley, so we, then Brother Gracious is coming up soon. There's getting all kind of newlyweds around here. Amen. God is so good to us. Um, did Brother Joseph and them still go to Israel? They didn't, okay. Um, some of you saw about the, the attacks um, in Israel from the, the extremists over there, so I had been wondering if Brother Joseph and them had still went to that. But let's remember those in Israel. I know there are some believers over there. I know Brother Steve Shelley from Columbus, Georgia. Um, he has some friends over there. So let's just remember all those. So much stuff going on in the world. We don't want to just forget about everybody but us. Um, let's continue to remember Sister High as she's traveling. I know Brother Jimmy's probably ready to have her back with him. Amen. And remember Brother Lee. Brother Lee um, really not feeling well um, this weekend. So let's remember Brother Lee and uh, everyone else there in the house that nobody else will, will catch anything. Um, Sister Frankie has been feeling under the weather for the past week. She's in need of a touch from the Lord. We know God's more than able to do that. Amen. He's an on-time God all the time. Brother Jimmy, if you don't mind. Anybody have an unspoken prayer request this morning? As always, we hold up our pastor and our pastor's family. Amen. Well, I, I should say this morning, thanks to God, I certainly feel good in this. Sure good to feel good. You know, I tell you, this old, oh, Devil's been trying to hold me down, but thanks, good Lord, he kept me going. Amen. You know, I thank the Lord. Yeah. Thank the Lord for all your prayers and, and all that you have done and all that you're doing. And certainly this past month, while my wife was gone, has certainly been a battle. I went through many, many different avenues and many different roads and still, by the grace of God, I'm still standing. You know, so I just thank you all for your prayers and all that God is doing for us, each and, each and every one of us in our life. And we certainly cannot do anything without God. So let's go before the Lord and believe in and ask him to help you whatever needs that you may have. And he certainly know and he certainly will help you. Let us bow. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we come before you this morning. Thanking you first, of, oh God, for your mercy, your grace. 
Thank you for your love, your kindness, Lord God. Thank you for doing the things, Lord God, that we don't even know of and keeping us, Lord God. As I said, Lord God, it certainly has been a battle for me, Lord God, and I certainly been calling on you and talking with you, Lord God, and Lord, you have heard my cry, and Lord, you have touched my body, Lord, and Lord, everything is turning around, and Lord, we certainly depend upon you, Lord. We don't even have any confidence in ourselves, Lord God, and you tell us in your word not to have confidence in any man, but trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and he will lead and guide you to all truth. Lord God, you see the needs of the people this morning, Lord God, and Lord, I just pray, Lord God, that you will go to each one in a mighty way. Seeing that the world is falling apart all around us, Lord, and wars and rumors of wars that's taking place, Lord, as we stand here this day, Lord God. But Lord, when you say in your word, Lord, we hear of these things not to fear, oh God, that's just the beginning of sorrow. Lord, but we know, God, that you can come back and take your bride at any time. I trust and pray, Lord God, if there's one, Lord God, that need to make things right and grow closer to you. If there's one, Lord, that need to repent and call on you, Lord God, I pray that they will do it today, Lord God, and not deter any longer. Lord, we come together with like precious faith, looking unto you, Lord God, and ask you, Lord God, to come and bless us once more, Lord, with the word that you have given our pastor. We certainly appreciate our pastor, Lord God, and the many battles that he have been fighting and standing on your word, Lord God, and seeing the manifestation of your word taking place right among us, Lord God. Lord, I pray for the newlyweds, Lord God, that is uh, an adventure in life, Lord, that they have not experienced yet. But Lord God, if they'll go through that adventure and down those roads with you, Lord, everything will be all right. Lord, not, it won't be peaches and cream all, always, Lord God, but you have given, them, have given them a word, Lord, that they can take and that they can use, Lord. Help each one of us, Lord, as we come today, Lord God, sitting tentatively under your word, Lord. I thank you for our pastor, and will you give him strength, Lord God? Oh, God, thank you for all the words that you have given him thus far. And seeing each one, Lord, have them grown up, Lord God. We're becoming mature Christians, Lord. Oh, God, help us to continue to apply that word to our life, Lord. Except we apply the word, Lord, it means nothing to us, Lord God. Oh, we love and pray and ask each one, Lord, that, oh, God, to look to you. May you bring our wife back home safely, Lord God, just only a few more days, and she will be back with me, Lord. And I just pray that you will continue to help her. Remember her family, Lord God. You have been so good to us all, Lord God. We have nothing to complain about, Lord God, but we have all the reason to give you glory and give you praise. We have all the reason to lift you up, Lord, that all men may see. Oh, God, without you, Lord, we can do nothing. Bless our pastor once more, Lord. Help him in his body, Lord. Continue leading, guide him in his ministry, Lord. Be in his home, Lord God. Knowing that the enemy will come in after him, Lord God. He's trying to get the head that he may kill the body. But Lord, we have seen, Lord, for 26 years as we sit here upon his ministry, Lord God. That the enemy can't do anything to him, Lord God. Oh God, he can't do anything to any of your children, Lord God. Not unless you allow him. Oh, God, we pray that each one put on the armor, Lord God, and be protected. Oh, and be ready when the enemy come. 
And Lord, there's only one thing that we can use or the same thing that you use, Lord Jesus. That was the word of God. Bless our pastor. Bless each one, Lord. We pray. We ask these many blessings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. He is so good to us. I'm still not satisfied. There's still more I want to attain to. There's still more things I want to see. I've got family members I want to see sitting here. I've got family members, my wife, I want to see healed. There's others here I want to see healed. I want to see our pastor stronger and healthier than ever. You know, and we're going to see it. We're going to see it here. Amen. Just think, think on that as we sing this little song before we invite our pastor out, or as we invite our pastor out this morning. I speak Jesus, key of D. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus Oh, and I just want to speak the name of Jesus Till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus captive by depression I speak Jesus your name is power your name is Shout Jesus from the mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Oh, shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets, 
Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Your name is power, your name salvation in the Amen. name of Jesus. Amen. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. Anything you have need of, it's in His name. Because that name Every knee. The skeptics, the agnostics, the atheists. Every knee. Every knee. Is going to bow. And every tongue. Is going to confess. I don't care what they're doing now. I don't care what they're saying now. One day. They're going to bow. And they're going to confess. Because God's word don't fail. And whatever he said is going to come to pass. And the reason I know it's going to come to pass. Because what he's already done. What he's already said. If he's done it. He can do it again. And again. And again. And again. You're standing at your Red Sea. He's done parted one. Well, glory. Facing some kind of a issue in your in your body, he he's done took care of it once. He'll do it again. Because the theme of the scriptures, the theme of the entire Bible, is Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am God and I change not. 
I am not a man that I should lie. What I say will come to pass. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Hallelujah. You can be seated for a moment, if you can. <laughs> it's good to be in church. Almost a full house this morning. My, growing every Sunday. Thank God for growth. Because when something grows, then eventually you're going to have fruit. The fruit of the Spirit. But you've got to have growth before you can have fruit. And this church is headed for the fruit. Because the Word is growing among us. And therefore people are coming to hear the Word. They're not coming to hear me. Because I'm not the preacher. Well, who's preaching this morning? Jesus. He's always the preacher. These instruments up here are of no account unless somebody knows how to play them. I am nothing unless He comes and speaks through me. You don't need my ideas. You don't need my thoughts. You don't need my theories. You need thus saith the Lord. And if I can yield myself and get out of the way. And you pull, not on Brother Daniel, but you pull on the gift of God. That he placed in me from the foundation of the world. Hebrews 4.12 will work. The word will discern the thoughts and the intent of the heart. Praise the Lord. Well, we got baby dedication this morning. I'm trying not to preach before the baby dedication. Sister Kanisha, come and bring the little one this morning. We are, we are growing our own church within our own church. Kanisha and the family, whoever wants to come and dedicate... I hope I get the name right, Ariana Roseth. Amen. It's a miracle. Science cannot prove this. Science cannot do anything with this. Life comes only from God. Yeah, they'll take that hypocrite from you. <laughs> Bless your heart. Aren't you beautiful? Wow, look at that beautiful head of hair. I got your attention, Donna. These people, sometimes I get their attention. Sometimes they go to sleep like some babies I hold. She is staring this hole through me. God bless your heart. And she's grinning. And she looks, she's grinning. Oh, I know I'm handsome. Go ahead. <laughs> That wasn't nothing but pride. That's all that was, was pride. The Bible says, Suffer the little ones to come unto me. And they brought the little ones to Jesus, and he took them in his arms, and he blessed them. 
Such is the kingdom of heaven. The little children. Little children don't hold grudges. They don't have bitterness. They don't have attitudes. When they get a little older, they'll fuss and fight with friends and cousins. And five minutes later, they're playing together. We need to be more like children. Bow your heads together with us this morning. Heavenly Father, I hold in my hands a miracle. God, and you set it in motion in the Garden of Eden. You told Adam and Eve to go and multiply, replenish the earth. And Lord, this family has multiplied and brought forth life through a union of holy matrimony. And God, I pray for a hedge to be around. Little Ariana this morning, God, that you would keep sickness and disease away from her. Keep the enemy at bay away from her, Lord. God, would you protect her all the days of her life. May the angel of God guard, guide, and protect. They have brought her to me because I represent you. To dedicate her life to you. She belongs to you. She belonged to you from the foundation of the world. But you have given her to this family. To take care of her in this life. But ultimately she belongs to you. So we need to take care of them. And raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Raise them up in the right way. And when they're old they will not depart from it. So God I pray. As we dedicate little Ariana this morning, God, back to you that you would take her in your arms and protect her. If there is a tomorrow, if she comes to be a teenager and the enemy comes in like a flood, God, I pray you would deal with her at a young age and she would turn her heart toward you and give her heart to you at a young age and start serving you, God, so the devil can't get to her. Lord, I pray that would happen if... If there is a tomorrow. I pray for the parents this morning. God give them wisdom. Give them direction. In this day and time Lord to raise a child is not easy. It's difficult. To know the right decisions. And have the right wisdom to raise them the right way. There are so many influences. There are so many spirits. There are so many things out there to catch our children. And pull them away from you. And pull them away from church. And pull them away from their parents. But God I pray you would give them wisdom. To raise her in the right way. Granted God I pray. We dedicate her life to you. We give her to you God. Take care of her Lord. Wrap your arms around her. Send your angel God. Dispatch an angel this morning. To be with her all the days of her life. As we dedicate her life to you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. <laughs> now you want that hypocrite back. I can see that. <laughs> well, God is good. And all the time. Let's stand to our feet and sing that before we go to the Word this morning. God is good all the time. You got a mic? There's a mic. <laughs> we got mics around here. Let's sing it together. God is good, yes he is, he's good all the time, I know my God.
once in a while He's good all the time God is good Yes He is He's good all the time Oh God is good Yes He is He's good all the time You can search the world over No greater friend you'll find He's not good just once in a while He's good all the time. Oh, yes, God is good. Yes, He is. He's good all the time. Oh, God is good. Yes, He is. He's good all the time. You can't search the whole world over. No greater friend you'll find. He's not good just once in a while. He's good all the time. And the church said, Amen. Amen. All the time. Amen. Malachi chapter 3. And everybody gets nervous. I want to speak to you this morning on accepting God's challenge. And it got quieter. Accepting God's challenge. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Lock the door. Brother Kevin, Brother... Brother Isaac, lock the door. We don't want nobody leaving. <laughs> Malachi 3 sticks in everybody's mind. When a preacher goes to Malachi 3, they shut them, shut them down. Keep, keep an open mind, would you? For the truth. I'm only here to help you. I'm only here to get you out of trouble from God. Keep you out of trouble from God. I am to watch over your soul. Book of Hebrews says, I'm the watcher of your soul. That's a great, huge responsibility. It's one thing to watch over somebody's body, to protect their body, their physical body, but to be the watcher and the keeper of their soul, to prepare them. For a rapture and a body change by the teaching of the word. That's a huge responsibility. And I don't care how big the church is. I don't care if you've got one soul that you've got to look out for. That's a huge responsibility. Because I have to stand before God. According to the word that I teach. Whether it be truth. Absolute truth. Or error. And that keeps us in line, absolute truth. And that's what we want. That was weak. That's what we want. Absolute truth. No error in it at all. 100% truth. Verse 8, Malachi 3. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. 
Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now, herewith saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the heaven windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's a powerful scripture. You can be seated. May God add his blessings to the reading of his word this morning. We welcome the newlyweds this morning. Both sets. Praise the Lord. Pray for them. You married folks, you older married folks, really pray for them. They're going to have intense moments of fellowship. I promise you. There's no perfect marriage. They was raised different, come from different backgrounds, different raisings, different teachings. They're going to have to come to agreements to disagree on. And still love one another. Sometimes Abraham may have to walk out of the tent. Sarah might be a little fussy that morning. (laughs) So pray for him. I'm not just saying that. I really mean that. Pray for them. They need prayer in this day and time to uh, have a... Listen, a marriage don't take two. A marriage takes three. Without the third man in the home, it will fall apart. So make sure when you have those intense moments of fellowship, go to the third man. He's got the answer. Accepting God's challenge. God put forth a challenge in Malachi 3. Now, some of you are getting way ahead of me and thinking that I'm just going to preach on money. I'm not. I'm going to hit it and move on because I don't want you to be quiet the whole service. But God says, you've robbed me. Now, it's one thing to rob your neighbor. It's one thing to rob a bank. It's one thing to rob the candy store. You know, I've left, I've left uh, uh, places of business, you know, uh, Target or Walmart or whatever, and there was something in the, in the buggy that they missed. So as Christians, we go back in there, and we say, this wasn't counted, so I need to pay. And they look at you like you got three heads, because most people don't do that. But you go back in there and say, you missed this, this was on the bottom, you know, or whatever, that you missed it, so I need to pay for this. Uh, and some people don't do that, and they're just going home, well, it's their fault, they missed it, so bless God, he blessed me. No, he didn't, you stole it. Y'all didn't like that, so. It was their fault, they didn't see it. No, you're a thief. It's one thing to steal on a physical level, but it's another thing to rob the eternal one. The one that created the heavens and the earth and the galaxies. To rob him of tithes and offerings. People have not been properly taught. That's why they don't know the danger of not paying tithes and offerings. They have not been taught correctly. 
They don't know the seriousness of paying tithes and offerings. Because God makes a challenge in these scriptures. He says, prove me. If you'll do what I say and stop robbing me, stop being a thief, if you'll prove, if you'll do what I tell you to do, then I will, this is powerful. I mean, listen now, he's talking to the individual if you listen to the verse that he says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house. Now, there's a lot of people in this message that send their tithes to the wrong person. You send your, you give your tithes to the one that feeds you. And that's not Jeffersonville. Do you realize that the Branham family lives off tithes? People send their tithe to Brother Joseph, Brother Billy, and even Brother uh, George Smith. They send tithes to them because they're connected with the Branham family. And, and, and every tithe check that they write does not go into God's storehouse. Because they're sending it to the wrong person. I have quote after quote after quote after quote where the prophet of God says, Your tithe goes to your pastor. God set it up to where the Levitical priesthood did not work. They had no inheritance in Canaan. Because their inheritance was the tenth of all the other eleven tribes. One tenth of all their crops. One tenth of all their animals. One tenth of all their increase. Any increase. That's the key word. Increase. Any increase. When, when Abraham went out to get Lot to save him from the battle. And he won the battle. And the spoils of war. And, and he met Elohim. He paid tithes of all. Because he had an increase. Any increase in our life, you pay tithes on. And if you don't pay tithes on that increase, you robbed God. But if you'll sit down and find out what your increase is, and then pay on your increase, God says this will happen to you. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me. Now God sets forth a challenge. This is a challenge. Prove me. I've said this before. If I told you that I could stand flat-footed and jump over this pulpit, you would say, prove it. I set forth a challenge. I can, I can stand flat-footed and jump over this pulpit. And people say, well, do it. Prove it. No, I can't. I lied. I can't, I can't stand flat-footed and step on this drawer. Much less jump over the whole thing. But see, God says, prove me. So He sets forth a challenge. If you'll do what I say, follow my order, follow my commandment. If you'll do what I say. Some of you are wondering why you stay in financial trouble. Why you have to live week to week and, and, and you can't pay the rent, you can't pay the phone bill, and you can't pay the light bill, and you can't pay this, and you can't pay that. And you wonder why you're living at the level that you're living. Are you doing what God says to do? Because if you do what God says to do, He says, I will do this. 
I will open a, the windows of heaven and pour you. Amen. You. He didn't make it a conglomeration of people. You personally. I will pour out you a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. There won't, you won't have enough storage. You'll have to build on. I will open the windows. Can you imagine God opening the windows of heaven? Let me check this before I go on. Make sure I'm reading it right. Yes, windows plural. Not just one window. Windows. Windows of heaven. Now, you, you, none of us knows how much heaven is worth. None of us knows how much money is in heaven. But I guarantee you there ain't a man on earth that can match what God's worth. And if He said, if you do what I tell you to do, do it the right way and at the right time. Because if you miss your time, then you've got to add 20%. Do it the right way. Do it on the right time. And if you do it that way, I will open the windows of heaven and I will pour out a blessing that you cannot contain it. You don't have room enough. Now, I personally don't know very many people that's had to add on to receive the blessings from God. But I want to be in a position to where I'm going to be Ready to add on to my spiritual life and even my physical life. Because this ain't just talking about spiritual ties. This is natural ties. This is actually greenbacks or your check or your Venmo or your PayPal or your cash app or whatever. This is physical money. Okay? This church, we don't pay the light bill with love. Now, if I, if I tell, you know, whoever it is, Georgia Power, say, look, we love you. We're praying for you. We got you on our prayer list. So, our, our bill is paid this month because we love you. We're extending love to you. And we're praying for you and your family. And they'll say, you, you know what? The next time you go to church, you'll be in the dark. It takes money to run the church. And I'm going to take it a step further so some of you just get ready. It takes money for me to live. But I want to also tell you that if you don't pay tithes, God's still going to take care of me. I'm not relying. I, I, I don't worry about who pays tithes and who don't. I don't worry about that because God's called me. And if he has to send ravens my way and drop a hundred dollar bill, he'll do it. He'll have somebody from another state, another country, somewhere just send me a twenty thousand dollar check and say, God spoke to me and told me to send you this because I've been streaming your services and I've been blessed by your ministry. So I'm sending you my tithes. God will take care of me. But on the flip side, if you're not doing what God says to do, then you're not proving Him. You have not accepted His challenge. 
Therefore you are suffering and you are cursed with a curse. Because you won't accept this challenge. Because you say, well, I can't afford to pay tithes. No, let me tell you something. You can't afford not to pay tithes. The tithes is the first thing that comes off the top. You don't even, you don't even consider the tithe in your account. You don't consider the tithe for paying bills. It's, listen, it's not my money, it's not your money, it's His money. The tithe belongs to God. And He lets me have that, that portion so I can live and not have a job. And search the Word and study the Word so I can bring the Word to you. Because I couldn't do that if I had a full-time job. So, October of 2000, I had a double hernia surgery from... From the uh, construction work that I used to do. Lifting stuff that was too heavy. And you know a man's ego. I don't need no help. I do this by myself. Well I had two hernias. In my lower abdomen. And I had just started the church in March of 2000. March the 12th of 2000. And I was having a lot of abdominal pain. So I went. They did an x-ray. They said you got two hernias that need to be fixed. And I was still working at the time. From March to October. I was still doing construction and pastoring a church. Now, I didn't have but about 20-some people, but uh, uh, that was all right. Uh, I I still couldn't study like I was supposed to because I had a full-time job. So I went into surgery, and I told my wife, I said, when I come out of surgery, I'm not going back to work. I'm going to trust God to do what He said, that He will take care of the Levitical priesthood. So I'm telling you, for 23 years, I've never had to work. God has supplied my needs. God has done what he, exactly what He said He would do. And He's always right on time. We just moved in our brand new house this past Tuesday. Because God came on the scene. We was running out of money because you know, some of our subs was a little greedy and they wanted more money than they told us it was going to cost. So I didn't, I didn't make no fuss about it. I just went ahead and paid it because I'm not going to get no argument. I'm going to get no fight over a couple thousand dollars. Just If they can sleep at night, that's on them. I'm sleeping good at night. But if they're ripping me off, then God will take care of them. Take advantage of me because, see, you, under, you, have, to under, you have to understand that I'm a one-time builder. So they jack the price up because they know that I'm not going to build another house for them to work in. I'm just a one-time deal. So they jack the price up. But if I, if I was a builder and I built 20 houses a year, they'd drop the price because I would keep them busy. But me being a one-time builder, they jacked the price up. So we started running out of money, of the money that we, uh, in, in our construction loan. And you know how, you know, you brothers know how women are. They're worriers. Oh, come on, brothers. Women worry more than men. That's a fact. So my wife started, you know, biting her fingernails and getting a little bit worried. I said, look, God started this. God made a way. He led us here. 
He spoke to me when I walked on this property and said, You will build a house on this land. I looked down at my feet and I seen a dead black snake. And the snake never represents anything good. I looked down at a dead black snake in front of my feet and I said, This is where I will build my house. Where this dead snake is. On top of the grave of Satan himself. I will build a house on this hill. And I envisioned in my mind, like Michelangelo did, I envisioned in my mind a white house on this hill. And I said, we will build here. And I will be the general contractor. Never done it in my life. I'm 53 years of age. I will be the general contractor. I will build this house along with the help of my wife. Because she don't mind calling people. We moved in Tuesday. Because out of the blue, we got a check from the insurance company. I ain't going to tell you how much it was because it ain't none of your business. But it came right on time to pay the bills to the contractor. God knows what He's doing. And if God starts something, honey, He's going to finish it. And He may bring you right down and put you in the fire. But I promise you, there's a fourth man in the fire with you. You are not alone. If you are in the perfect will of God, which I believed I was, God's going to take care of it. Every time. Prove me. Take my challenge. I'll pour out a blessing that you can't contain. In my house right now, we've got stuff in my house we can't contain. I might have to build onto this house. I've got a 30 by 30 building that I built several months ago, and it's full. God's been good to me. People think I'm a millionaire. Oh, God, please let that come to pass. I am far, far from being a millionaire. But God has taken care of me. Because if you do and you accept His challenge, and you do exactly what He says, and I'm going to fix and move away from money so you can breathe. You accept His challenge and you do what He said to do. He said, I will open... Oh my Lord. He's going to. So, so obviously, he's standing there by the window waiting on you to stop robbing him. And as soon as you stop being a thief, he's going to open the window and start shoving out blessings. There's going to be blessings left, right, front, behind that you can't contain. Oh, glory. So go ahead and expect it. If you're doing what God said to do, if you've accepted His challenge, get ready. The windows are fixing to be open to you. That's what He said. That ain't me. That's His Word. I will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that you cannot contain. 
And if you have faith enough to believe it, the blessings will start to fall even today. See, you're looking at a man that's got a replaced shoulder, two replaced knees, got metal in my back, and I've been working on my house every day this week. You know why? Because God has poured out a blessing on my body that I can do things I ain't supposed to be doing. I ain't supposed to be doing these things. I'm one-third metal. One-third of my body is metal. And I've been working on my house every day this week. You know why? Because He's poured out blessings on my physical being. Then I'm able to do it. Does it hurt? Yes, it hurts, but I'm getting it done. It ain't just money blessings. That's all kind of blessings. Let me tell you, my God is able. For you to go to your cupboard and you open your cupboard and you find food in there that you don't remember buying. Just ask the widow of Zarephath. Every time she dipped down into the flour, there was a meal. Every time she dipped in the oil, there was oil. Come on, somebody. Because she gave first. She gave her last meal. You imagine her position just for a moment. Dramatize it if you can in your, in your head. She told Elijah, I've got just enough for one cake and me and my son are going to eat it and die. They had, obviously they had been rationing down the food day by day by, by day. And no doubt the little boy would come to mama, Mama, my stomach's hurting, I'm hungry, son. We can't have but one cake today. And we've got to split that. Day by day by day it's getting lower and lower. And she looks in the meal barrel and it's getting lower. She's looking in the oil and it's getting lower. And now they're down to their last cake. And Elijah comes to the widow of Zarephath and says, Bring me a drink of water. And he asks her this during a drought. And she goes to get a drink of water. And he says, oh, by the way, bring me a cake also. He's a prophet. He knew what was going on. Prophets know these things. And Brother Branham said, there's a principle. Be certain of God, 59. He said, there's a principle here. Seek ye first. The tithe is first. See, many people don't know because you wasn't taught right. Jericho, when they went into Canaan land, Jericho was the tithe of Canaan. See, some of you ain't been taught right. That's why God said, take nothing from it because it belonged to God. He said, put it all in the treasury because it belonged to God. It was the first city they come to. 
And the reason that Achan and all his family, his children, his oxen and his, and his camels and his donkeys, everything connected with Achan, went to, went to the valley of Achor, which means the valley of trouble. And they killed them all because he stole from God. He robbed God's tithing. And because he robbed God's tithing, he got a wedge of gold, Babylonian garment, and he hid it in the earth. You know where people are hiding things? In the earth. I don't people. I don't see no need in paying tithes. It's not New Testament. Oh, I beg to differ. It's Bible. And he said, and if you don't obey it, you're cursed with a curse. They took Ache, not only Achan, but his entire family. You think how serious this is? That God said, you robbed from me. That was mine. And he burnt them all with fire. Killed them all. Anybody connected with Achan died. Because the curse of God came down upon that family. Because he robbed God. But if you accept his challenge. And do what he says to do. Not just tithe but offerings. And listen. Let me tell you. Listen. Stop putting one dollar bills in the offering. Just stop. George Washington has been to church enough. One dollar bill is not a sacrifice. Brother Mike has counted more one dollar bills than the strippers do. Some of y'all didn't like that. And some of them are crumbled up like they didn't want to get rid of it. What are you going to do with a dollar? We can't do much with it. We certainly can't pay the light bill with a dollar. Make a sacrifice. Do something out of the ordinary. Has God been good to you? Has God blessed you? Has God supplied your need? Then give back to Him. If we really knew, Brother Cammie, how good God has been, we really don't know how good He has been to us. There's been things done in the supernatural realm that we didn't see. We didn't hear. We knew nothing about it. God's saving us from wrecks and accidents and all kinds of things. God's been more than good to us. What do we really owe Him? And I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about coming to church. Yes, being faithful to the house of God. Yes, reading your Bible. Amen. Talking to Him every day. Amen. We owe Him something Amen. in return. And you can never repay what He did for you. But you can sacrifice something. My goodness, people are so stingy. Start talking about money, then you start getting mad because you're greedy. 
Money is not the problem. It's the love of money. Is the root. Friend, that's powerful scripture. Money's not, it's not wrong to have money. What's wrong is the love of it. And if you love it, you're going to keep it. And you're going to want more. Because the problem is, money don't bring happiness. That's why you want more. And if you die, you ain't taking a dime with you. You're going to make somebody else rich. And you ain't taking but one thing with you, and that's character. And if you had the love of money in your heart, I doubt you're making it to heaven. Because that's the root of all evil. And that kind of heart ain't making it through the pearly gates. There's poor people that ain't got two nickels to rub together, but they got the love of money. Faith in action, 55. Brother Bram says, I know what I speak of because it's okay if I take off my jacket. Thank you. It's cool outside. Don't you like the fall weather coming in? My, it was gorgeous yesterday and this morning. But you know Georgia, it'll be 95 next Tuesday. And it may snow by Thursday. But it was beautiful this morning. Thank God for a beautiful day. He says, I know what I speak of, faith in action 55, because I've seen it. And I've put it to the test myself. It, 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 it stumbles people when you talk about putting God to a test. No, he said, prove me. And you look up that word prove, it actually means to test. To see whether it's true or not. My Bible tells me to prove all things. First Thessalonians, Thessalonians 3 9. Prove all things. It also says, try every spirit to see whether it be of God or not. And if, if it's not of God, move away from it. That word try means to put it on trial. Put that spirit on trial and see if it, whether it be of God. See if it lines up with the Word. Amen. The friends you hang out with, try their spirit. Amen. Amen. Your family, oh, it gets sticky. It gets Amen. sticky. But Jesus said there's coming a time where there'll be father against son, and son against this, and daughter against mother, and daughter-in-law against this, and son-in-law. It's happening. Yes. It's happening in my family. It's happening in your family. Amen. Because Jesus prophesied it. There's coming a day that there's going to be division in families. We are here. I never thought that I would be in the position that I'm in with my children. You raise them. You try to teach them right. You try to take them to church every time the doors are open. Of course, we did because I'm the pastor. But even when I wasn't the pastor, we brought them to church. It wasn't a question. It wasn't an option. They didn't come to me and say, can I skip tonight? They knew better. Get your hide in there and get dressed. We're going to church. You train them right. 
And then all of a sudden, they get influence from Google. They start searching. They start talking to unbelievers. That's why the Bible tells us to abstain from the appearance of evil. And be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Because if you ain't careful, if you ain't stable enough in the Word of God, they will pull you away. Be careful of the influence you're around. I've seen it, friend. I've seen it many times. That the influence, people talk and they talk. And after a while, this person starts leaning. This direction because the talk, the talk, the talk. And, and reading on the internet. And looking up Brother Branham. And looking up this message. Listen, there's bad things about Brother Branham on the internet. There's bad things on the internet about Jesus. You going to deny Jesus? I could take you to a website that, that, uh, that shows all kinds of quote-unquote errors in the Bible. Skeptics annotate the Bible. They go verse by verse in the entire 66 books and try to show errors in the Bible. So if you're looking for things that are negative about God, Christ, the message, Brother Branham, Jesus, they're out there. And if you, if you give ear to it, if you start listening to it, why do you think these people are leaving the message? Because they've been hanging out with the wrong people. And telling them where Brother Branham missed it here and he missed it here and the bridge and this and this and this and this. And the bear and this, all these things that he missed. But they ain't come to me yet. I'm waiting on that phone call. But maybe they've been streaming a little bit to know we better not mess with Brother Daniel. Because he's going to tear down our playhouse. I'm going to, as Brother Tony used to say, I'm going to bust this up. They ain't coming to me about this message. I'm going to burn their hide. And I'm going to tell them, you show me one other ministry from the time of Jesus. Before Jesus, after Jesus, that even scratches the surface of this ministry of William Branham. Show it to me and I'll preach it. But it ain't out there. Trying to find all the errors. Yes, he made errors. Yes, he made mistakes. He was a man. But when that man said, he's here... Now I take every spirit under my control. I am God's voice to you. Oh, I'm sorry I shouldn't say it. But I am God's voice to you. Oh, He said it that time. I'm the Lord that raised Christ from the grave. I'm the one that sent the Holy Spirit. William Branham has nothing to do with it. That's me. I'm the Lord. That was not a man. Interesting, interesting. The message he was preaching was looking at the unseen. And the unseen come on the scene and became seen through a prophet. Well, glory. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I challenge you. Put him to the test. I don't care what you're going through. People streaming. Sister Sean, what you're going through. Put him to the test. 
Brother Mike, Sister Angie, with Holly, we'll put him to the test. God's in control of these things. He's got a purpose behind it. He's got a plan. And it's all going to work out for His glory. Because He said, prove me. Put me to the test. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. It don't matter how bad the case is. Put it to the test. Say, God, this is your word. You said it. This book, this Bible, 66 books, you wrote it. This ain't a man's words. These, man's, these men were inspired by the Holy Spirit to write these books. You wrote it through their pen. It's your word. You're obligated to bring it to pass. So I'm putting you to the test to see whether you will do it or not. He's, he's either in control or he's not. And if he's not in control, I want to know who is. Take me to him. There ain't nobody else you can take me to. I know who to go to. When you was in school and they said, if you know the answer, what did you do? How many knows the I know the answer. That's why you raise your hands because we know the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above Him, above all others. Jesus is the way. The truth. And the life. No man coming to the Father but my me. You got a problem? Go to Jesus. Put Him to the test. Prove Him. So you can see it for yourself. That the windows of heaven. Oh, I'm waiting on testimonies to come back, Brother Daniel. It's left and right and left. It's up and down. It's backwards and forwards. Everywhere I look, it's blessing. Because He promised it. He said. He said. It's His Word. He put out the challenge. Prove me. So when you go to God in prayer, say, God, I'm putting you to the test. You said it. You caused men to write it. Now I'm putting you to the test. Doctors can't do anything about it. Medical science can't do anything about it. But you said, I'm the Lord thy God that heals all thy diseases. So I'm putting you to the test. Come on, friend. I've done been through cancer. Put him to the test. You imagine the mind warfare after losing three sisters at that time to breast cancer. But I put him to the test. Me and him had a prayer meeting together. I said, God, if you're done with me, I'm ready to go. But if you ain't done with me, I'm going to keep on preaching. And he told me, he said, you still got work to do. Cancer has no hold on you. That was in 2006. 
Last I looked at the calendar, this is 23. 17 years later, I'm still working for the Lord. Because death and cancer has no control over me unless He gives it permission. I'm not afraid of cancer. I don't fear cancer. I don't fear any disease. I don't fear any demon. I don't fear Lucifer himself. When you realize we are fighting a defeated foe, he's already lost. There's times the devil comes to me, Brother Jimmy, and I say, Get out of here. You've already lost. You're a loser. Don't bother me. I've already won. What are you coming to try to fight me again when you've already lost this battle? Because my Jesus defeated you on Golgotha and rose triumphant with the keys of death, hell, and the grave. So get behind me, devil. You've already lost. I'm trying to finish this quote, but you people are pulling so hard. He said, I put it to the test myself, and I know that it's true. Why would I stand here on the platform at night and challenge an audience of many thousands? Stood in Bombay, India, 500,000 people, and challenged them. 17 different religions to come to the platform and show me one visible sign of a supernatural being. And stood right in the midst of atheists and unbelievers and witch doctors and everything else. Standing out there by the dozens trying to throw a spell on me. How many wants to go to India? (laughs) Challenged a blind man. Hallelujah, he says. And God gave his sight right there. And turned the whole thing around. Why? God said he would do it. That's all. Only thing you do, God said so. That's good enough for me. If He told me He'd be with me and help me in these things, He will do it. Amen. He has done it. Eight, nine years has passed in the ministry. And He's still doing it. And He will continue to do it because He's God and He cannot lie. God's Word is right every time. If you'll only look and see what the Word says. I listened to a song this morning on the way to church. It's called, He Can. You know why I know He can? Because He did. That's how I know He can, because He did. If He did it, He could still do it. That's how I know He can do it. If I stood here and jumped flat-footed over this pulpit... Then you would know he can. Because he did it. How do I know God can heal? How do I know God can save? Because he's done it. How do I know God can raise the dead? Because he's done it. There's proof. And if he's done it, he can still do it. He ain't changed. If he changes, he ain't God. There ain't a person here that ain't got some needs in your life. Issues, situations you're dealing with. I challenge you this morning. Put him to the test. 
If you're in obedience to the Word and you're doing what the Word tells you to do, put Him to the test. Tell Him, I accept your challenge. I'm going to prove you. I want to see what you can do in this situation. I want to see you reverse this situation and turn it around. And I'll give you glory for it. Who come to have church this morning? I could tell. Hallelujah! Give me a minute to catch my breath. Lord, have mercy. You people are pulling on me like. This, you know, you you realize the body is not built for this kind of anointing. And I love it when you pull. I'm not rebuking you. You understand. I'm, I'm actually asking you to pull a little more. Pull as hard as you can. You got a need, pull. The gift has your answer. I said the gift has your answer. I'm the angel to this church. What is an angel? A messenger. He's got a message. Pull on the gift. And the angel messenger will give you an answer of peace. Angels always come with a message. And if you need a message, pull on the gift. And the gift will speak to you. And then you can sit back and watch God prove His Word. I'm telling you, friend. This is real. This ain't, this ain't, you know, pixie dust. This ain't fairy tale. This ain't Walt Disney. This is real. I've seen it in my life. I've witnessed it in my life over and over and over again. It works. Prove him. It's not blasphemy, blasphemy, blasphemy to put him to the test. He says, prove me. And I'm going to go into tonight if God tarries. And we come back tonight. Please, everybody, come back tonight. I got, I got another word for you tonight. Please come back tonight. It's part two. Sometimes part two is better than part one. So don't miss tonight. We'll read this quote. We're going we're, we're, we're to quit for this morning. Brother Brown, get ready because. I, I, my singing voice is gone. Of course, it's been gone for quite a while. But Archer on the way to church, Archer said, "Dad, Dad, make the service short this morning." I said, "Son, I ain't preached in two weeks. Don't count on a short service." But I won't hold you much longer. Listen to what he says. Be not afraid. 61. Gracious Father, the hour has arrived that when we must bring this word to a showdown. How many knows that Israel just declared war? They was attacked yesterday by the Hamas. Hamas, however you say it. They was attacked. 
Hundreds of people killed. Benjamin Netanyahu declared war. Israel again is at war. And our Bible tells us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And right now there is no peace in Jerusalem. They're at war. We're at war. And the Bible says when you see these things come to pass, lift up your head. Your redemption's drawing nigh. Glory. I'm expecting any day, any day to look in the mirror and see solid black hair. To look just like I looked the day I got married. This body to be changed in a moment, twinkling of an eye. Because we see signs all around us. The sign is pointing to the end of this world and a rapture for the church. We don't need no more signs. We got enough signs to know. He could come before I stop preaching right now. But obviously there's at least one that's not in yet. Because he will not leave one behind. I've said it before and it's been repeated by some of you people many times and I'll say it again. If he's coming in 30 minutes, your family's got 30 minutes to repent. And if they belong to God and they're in God's hands and no man snatch them out of his hands, they'll repent in 30 minutes and go up in a rapture with us. He ain't going to leave. Listen, he told Moses, not one huff will be left behind. He's not going to leave one of his children behind. We should have already taken a rapture. I could show you time and time and time and time again where Brother Ram says the rapture is overdue. It's in there. If you want quotes, I can give them to you. If you you ain't got got access to it, I can send them to you. He says that over and over and over the rapture is overdue. When the the days of Moses and the first exodus, they were supposed to be, uh, there was supposed to be an exodus when Moses was in Egypt. Brother Ram said Moses was ready, but the people weren't. So they had to wait 40 extra years. And when Brother Branham was caught up in the constellation of angels, you can believe what you want to, but I believe that was the time for the rapture. He got caught up in that constellation. Come on, church. Go listen to it. He said that angel next to me was a notable angel. He's had an angel follow him all of his life. He got caught up in that constellation of angels. And God put him back down on the earth because I wasn't born yet. And I'm part of the kingdom of God. And I'm engraved in his hand and he's not going to leave me behind. You're engraved in his hand and he's not going to leave you behind. So the Bible says he's long suffering. Waiting on that last one. Oh, I love that he's long suffering. 
Because we got some hard-headed families that's fighting it. See, you don't know what's going on in their mind. You don't know what's going on in their heart. You, you, you don't know how much they're fighting it. But if they belong to God, one of these days they're going to say, I give up. I surrender. It's going to happen. If they belong to Him, they're coming back in. God, help me finish. Lord Jesus. Gracious Father, the hour has arrived that we must bring this word to a showdown. We must bring God to a test. As it is written in the book of Malachi, saith the Lord, prove me, saith God. What a challenge. So I'm on the word with my title. See, some of you didn't understand my title, accepting God's challenge. Well, I got it from the message. What a challenge. Prove me, saith God. What a challenge. Prove me. It is written that, that we should prove all things. And we read in the Bible that it is written that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that He promised the church that what He did, they would do after Him. Well, praise the Lord. India Trip Report. He says, our brethren, our religion is not fiction. It's not some Santa Claus story. It's a real living Jesus. Don't be afraid to put him to the test on his word. He will keep his word then. That's right. He will keep his word. Jehovah Jireh 57. Now we're going to put Jehovah Jireh to the test tonight. He's our provider. God said in his book, his glorious book, Prove me, saith the Lord. Test him on any word. Many here that's never been in a meeting before. Let's see your hands if you haven't. They're, they're about all that's, they're about all that has been here, I suppose. So you know maybe one or two, the Lord Jesus, the same yesterday, yesterday, today, and forever. He claimed that he did nothing in himself but what he saw the Father doing. We all know that. We're aware of that. He said, I can do nothing in myself what the, but what the Father shows me that I do. He looked upon his audience. He perceived their thoughts. That's true. A woman touched his garment. Went out in the audience. And he looked around till he found her. And he said, someone touched me. They denied it. He told the woman that her blood issue had ceased. Her faith had made her well. What did she do? She proved it. By touching the tassel on the end of his garment. It's actually, if you look at it in the Greek, the tassel on his garment and the priest's garment actually represents eagle's wings. And if you read the book of Psalms, you'll see many times in the book of Psalms, David talking about under his wings. She touched, she didn't touch him, she touched his garment. But anything he touched was blessed. That's why you can get a handkerchief. You can get a piece of my tie. You can get a sock. You can get whatever. Handkerchiefs and aprons from the body of a dead man cause diseases to leave people. Because if he's a man of God, whatever he touches is blessed. Hello? I ain't making nothing of myself. I'm telling you what the Bible says. Elisha sent his staff 
Come on. He knew his staff was blessed because he used it and he touched it. And it proved later that when a dead man was thrown on his bones, this dead man resurrected to life. Wouldn't you like to have been the guards or the, the other army men or whatever they were that chunked this man in the cave and he lands on Elisha's bones and all of a sudden this man wakes up Oh, walks out of the cave. Can you imagine the other guys going? Maybe some of them died. They had to throw them in there. I don't know. His bones were blessed. Let me say it this way. His bones had resurrection power in them. To bring a dead man to life. Let me go a step further before I close. I done got gone way too far, so it don't matter now. The words of Mary, the, the woman that birthed Jesus, the words of Mary had resurrection power. Yes, sir. The first time the name of Jesus was called by a human caused a resurrection. John the Baptist was dead six months in Elizabeth's womb. And when Mary spoke the name Jesus, he leaped. Speak the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. The baby leaped in her womb because that name has power when it comes from the right lips. There's a lot of people can say the name of Jesus and nothing happens. But let the right person say it. Watch something happen. Because see, only the bride is married to him and only the bride has his name. There's nobody here has my name but my wife. So she can use my name because she's married to me. So we can use his name because we're married to him. And sit back and watch hell be shaken. Let's stand. I got to quit. Let's stand. Oh, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I feel good in the Lord. My, my, my. Y'all come back expecting like you did this morning. Wear me out. That way I can sleep in in the morning. In my new house. It just, you know, we rented that other house and, and nothing wrong with renting. Not a thing in the world wrong with renting. But you know it's not yours. You know it don't belong to you. It belongs to somebody else. So you're just borrowing it. And paying them way too much money to borrow it. So when we moved into the house and I laid in my bed for the first time on Tuesday night. A peace. There's such a peace that come over me and my wife. I was like, it's home. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's home. Thank you, Jesus. 
There's still some things to do, but it's home. There's still some things I got to do, some, you know, carpentry stuff and some painting stumps and sheetrocks. There's still stuff I got to do. That's fine. I just take my time, do one room at a time. Don't go too fast. Don't sweat too much. Take your time. It'll get done. But it's home. Listen, church, listen to me well. This world, we're just renting. We're just leasing. It ain't ours yet. The God of this evil age is not Jesus. It's Lucifer. This world is not my home. Can you, can you just imagine for a minute when we really get home? The feeling of home. You know, when you go on a trip and you have a good time on vacation, oh, we love vacation, you know. The anticipation of vacation is actually better than the vacation itself. How many knows what I'm talking about? The anticipation, the packing, and getting everything ready. Oh, you're so excited, so excited. We're packing, you know, weeks early. Three weeks, we're packing, getting everything ready. And then when you go on vacation, you're disappointed. It's not near as fun as the packing and getting ready. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And then after a few days, you're like, <laughs> want to go home. And why is it, why is it when you go on vacation, it takes you longer than it does to get home? Because you're more ready to get home than you was to get to vacation. Because there ain't no place like home. Mm, I don't know what key it is. Just hit G and see if it's right. Home where there is no night. Home where the sun is the light. The place I've been dreaming for so long. One's there to welcome me. Sweet face will be the first I'll see when my journey's over. I am going home. If you know it, sing it with me. Well, home where there is no night, home where the sun is the light, the place I've been. My journey's over, I am going home. I'm ready to go, how about you? Well, home, where there is no night. Can you imagine? Home, where Jesus is the light, the place I've been dreaming of so Home where there is no night. 
But his sweet face will be the first I see when my journey's over. face will be the first I see when my journey's over I am going home one more time home where there is no night home where the sun is alive the place I've been message this morning. Appreciate the spirit of the Lord being with us. Amen. If he ain't going to be here, ain't no sense in coming, but he's here every time. Amen. Um, if we can remember have a few brothers to help move some tables and chairs immediately after the service, we certainly appreciate it. And then service back this evening at 430. And then uh, pastor appreciation after that. Even though we do appreciate our pastor every day, this is a, a time we've set aside to, uh, to focus just on him. So if you could stay with us after the evening service, we'd certainly appreciate it. Everybody's welcome. Amen. Key of G, it's been a, while, been a while since we've done this one. I feel like praising, praising him. I feel like praising, praising him. Praise him. All day long, cause I feel like praising, praising Him. Oh yes, I feel like praising, praising Him. I feel like praising Him. Cause I feel like praising. Praising Him, I'm gonna praise the Lord while I have a chance. I'm gonna praise the Lord while I have a chance. Praise Him in the morning, praise Him all day long. Cause I feel like praising, praising Him. I'm gonna clap.
have you back with us this morning. God kept him safe on his journey. Amen. Is that Brother Amos? God bless you, brother. I haven't seen you in a long time. Yes, I'm getting old. I had to look at you four or five times before I figured out who you were. God, good to have you with us, Brother Amos. God bless you. Amen. Let's just do a couple choruses of this joy, key of G. It'll be dismissed. Oh, this joy that I have, you know the world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, world didn't give it to me. This joy that I have, world didn't give it to me. You know, world didn't give it. The world can't take it away. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Oh, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. May not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. On time, God. Yes, he is. And you just hold to God's unchanging hand. Why won't you on the main 